A reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Perhaps he will again relent and leave behind him a blessing. Offerings and libations for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Proclaim a fast. Call an assembly. Gather the people. Notify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and the infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom quit his room and the bride her chamber. Between the porch and the altar, let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare, O Lord, your people, and make not your heritage a reproach with the nations ruling over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord was stirred to concern for his land and took pity on his people. Yeah.
my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we are ambassadors for Christ, as if God were appealing through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who did not know sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Working together, then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time I heard you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, Now is the day of salvation. Sancti Evangelii secondo Matteum. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners, so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, 
close the door and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. Verbum Domini. In the words of the gospel, may our sins be wiped away. We begin the new liturgical season today with Ash Wednesday. It's a penitential season where we focus on doing penance for our sins, rooting out our sins, and not only focus on getting rid of them, but also doing good to others and striving to be more united to our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord did not hesitate to undergo his passion and death in order to redeem you and me and the salvation of the world. So we strive to follow him by not hesitating to take on the Lenten discipline the church prescribes for us and also our own voluntary disciplines during this penitential season. And as Wednesday is a day of fasting for Catholics worldwide, and the Holy Father particularly requested this day as a day to pray and fast for the peaceful resolution in Ukraine with Russia and the world. So we try to respond to that call. And the church traditionally offers us the three means or three areas we want to consider during this Lenten season. These three areas are means to help us to be more and more like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. These three areas are means to help us uh, to love God, to help us to love our neighbor more genuinely and more frequently. And the three areas are touched upon by our Lord's own words in the gospel today, essentially prayer, uh, fasting, and almsgiving. And again, as we heard in the gospel, that we are not to do them for the purpose of showing off or to be recognized and so on, but to do them truly for the love of God who knows us true and true including knowing the deepest recesses of each of our own hearts that may be hidden from the world and from others, but not hidden from our Father in heaven. So some questions we may be asking would be, 
how will I be praying during this year's Lent? How will I be fasting during this Lent? How will I give alms during this penitential season? How and what and when and where should I do these prayers, fasting, and almsgiving? Perhaps these questions can help us uh, focus more on the essential discipline. And another thing we want to consider is our obligations. Our obligations in each of our state of life. We can look at those during this Lenten season. What I mean by that is, for example, for us priests and religious and some consecrated lay faithful, we have obligations to pray at certain hours and what prayers are to be prayed or to fast from certain things or to give alms by practicing certain charitable acts during certain times or certain days or even certain hours. These obligations are those things that we want to be faithful during this Lenten season. It does not uh, make sense to take additional Lenten disciplines while at the same time we are not faithful in fulfilling what we've been obliged to do. It just doesn't make sense. And those things we have been obliged according to our state of life are truly the will of God that's been clearly manifested to us, for us, and we want to always do the will of God during this Lent. Mother Angelica once pointed out, she said, Penance does not mean a thing if it is not God's will. St. Teresa of Avila was so determined that she was going to do all these penances one Lent. Well, she got into bed and was so sick that everybody had to wait on her. So she complained about it to the Lord in being sick and unable to do all these penances that she planned to do uh, for her Lent. And so the Lord said to her, that was your penance, but this is mine for you. This is mine for you. Her idea of penance is doing penitential things. And, you know, that's good in itself. Our Lord's idea is for her to be united to him through her suffering in her illness like he suffered in his passion. And so Mother said, we all have ideas of how we're going to be holy and how we're going to do penance. It's amazing what we will do if it is our will but if it is God's will, we all scream. And again, we, 
we make resolution, we make intention as we be in this land. Those three areas, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And at the same time, don't be surprised if circumstance would prevent you or quote-unquote serve as quote-unquote obstacles for you to do these things because of whatever circumstance is. I don't know the future. I can't see your future. I can't see my future. But if something may come up that, like St. Teresa's situation, you get sick, that you can't do these things that you were going to do. Well, the penance would be, the penitential season would be embracing our illnesses, embracing our sufferings, embracing these inconvenience things that we don't foresee, but we're having to go through it and try to unite them with the Lord Jesus. This time of Lent is really a time of grace. It's like a big retreat that the church is having for 40 days. Time of grace, truly special time for the entire church. Special time because the church strives to imitate our Lord in seeking souls to be saved and sanctified and praying for souls to be saved. You know, not just ourselves. We, we don't just focus on ourselves, but we want to expand our hearts. Uh, St. Faustina described Lent this way. It's a very special time for the work of priests. She said we should assist them in rescuing souls. It's a very special time for the work of priests. And so she's so absolutely right. God sends lots and lots of graces uh, to souls to repent and believe in the gospel and to be reminded that we are dust and to dust we shall return. So we strive to, quote unquote, get our act together, right? Get our act together and be faithful to God ultimately. He sends graces after graces to souls to confessions. We tend to hear more confession during Lenten season particularly during Holy Week or approaching the Triduum. But you don't want to wait till that, you know, last moment. Uh, take advantage of the sacraments. And as priests and religious and even lay faithful, we try to pray, again, not just for ourselves. We got to stop focusing on ourselves, but start expanding to our neighbors, to those in need. So we pray on behalf of everyone, particularly praying for mercy, particularly praying to spare the people. I think this is prayer for us priests in a particular way and religious. Uh, the prayer of Prophet Joel can be our very own. Spare, O Lord, your people. And this can be applicable with with the Ukraine situation, it can be applicable for everything. Spare, O Lord, your people. Be merciful to us. Spare us. 
That's a short and succinct and to the point prayer that's easy to memorize, easy to pray. And perhaps this is our own regular prayer during our duties. Spare, O Lord, your people. Spare, O Lord, your people. Spare, O Lord, your people. So like St. Paul challenges us earlier, let us be reconciled to God. Let us be reconciled to God for our sake. He made the Lord to be sin who did not know sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him.